Garage Guys NASCAR podcast is brought to you by Hooters. That's right. Hooters is for race day. Hooters is for garage guys. We all know this. And right now, if you download the Hooters app or go to order.hooters.com and use promo code garage guys, you're going to save $10 on any $30 or more to go order. That offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders $30 or more. And use promo code garage guys while dining in just by telling your Hooters waitress about promo code garage guys to save you $10 on any $40 plus dine in order valid at HOA locations for food, non-alcoholic beverages and merchandise. Enjoy your Hooters and enjoy the garage guys NASCAR podcast. It's the garage guys NASCAR podcast. We are recapping the Xfinity 500 at Martinsville speedway. Ryan Blaney got a clock, his first clock. We're going to dive into the race. We're going to talk about the ups, the downs, the championship, uh, the the drivers that made it, that are going to Phoenix. We're going to talk about the Xfinity Series. Got a lot to say about that, and we're all going to do that right before getting into what we currently have as far as odds go for the championship race. I'm Chase Holden. I'm joined, as always, uh, by, by my good pal, Dale Tanhart. Dale was uh, in Oxford, Mississippi uh, at the Ole Miss game. And I just have to start by asking you, Dale, uh, did you get on television after the Ricky Bobby and uh, Cal Naughton Jr. guys at the A&M game? Because if you didn't, I said I was going to riot, and I may be planning that right at this moment. Yep. No, I did not. Um, well, we – I had the – I was fortunate enough to be in a suite and the camera, you know, the cameras don't really target the sweet areas in college football games unless they're looking for celebrities. So, no, I did not, but I did enjoy the weekend. I kind of – I mentioned – I didn't say this on socials, but I'd sent it in our Discord um, and tagged everybody. I was basically taking just a few days away from just social media technology. And still, like, I find myself dabbling a little bit because – of the fascinating storylines that happened uh, over the NASCAR weekend. Just can't help myself, but definitely kind of took a little bit of a break off from the, from the full scale of content that is Dale center, iRacing streams, uh, betting update podcasts. So it was nice. Very, very nice. Oxford, Mississippi is one of the most fun places on planet earth. I love it so much. And I really enjoyed the weekend, but no, I did not get on TV. I did have my racing outfit on. It's Halloween. Not a lot of Halloween spirit in Oxford. I will say that. Hmm. Not a lot of Halloween spirit. Not as much as I was hoping, but it's okay. You know, we we stay true. And and that's what we did this past weekend. I would hope to see, you know, I feel like Oxford's like one of those places where, you know, you get the, uh, you get a lot of people dressing up like 1980s fraternity members, a lot of vineyard vines, a lot of Southern Tide shirts. Like they that that could qualify as a Halloween costume. If you I don't know. even think those people are such snobs. I don't even think they even knew that Halloween was happening, or like they may not even celebrate it because <laughs> they're so they're so stuck up. Be, I mean, look, I, I'm an honest guy. Like I love Oxford and I have a lot of friends that went to school there, but it it, it it's snob world. It is, yeah. and I, I you dress up wearing a racing outfit with gloves, carrying a steering wheel around everywhere you go. Yeah. You'll see that like firsthand. It's awesome. 
It was funny as hell. So it's the best. That's honestly still fun. the best thing ever that you could do in life right there. That's just, yeah, it's a good time. I, uh, I would have loved to have seen it, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. We did uh, have have a, a little preview that we did. I, I brought the NASBETS live to the playback.tv world, which, by the way, uh, if you haven't heard the news, playback.tv is now an official partner of the NBA. And that also, unfortunately, means NASCAR races are on pause on playback.tv. Have no fear. We're working some things out. I've been uh, in talks with the, the great people over there. I still believe in the company and believe in, in the future of, uh, of internet sports broadcasting. So we'll see where that leads going into 2024. But they got a lot of NBA stuff going on. But that's where I did the NAS bets live. I've been doing a lot of things over there. I've been recording the, uh, I've been recording the, the report, the Garage Guys report, which will be out on Tuesday. Um, and it, it's, it's just, it's been fun. We made sure that, uh, that, that the people got what they needed this weekend. I think we had one of the best weekends, uh, that we have, uh, collectively had in a while. There's a lot of people that bet on Ryan Blaney that I saw. We had him early in the week, 13 to one, a beautiful celebration, uh, with, with that winning ticket and had a couple of other bets that, uh, we had given out, uh, had Kenny Wallace earlier in the week was on the, uh, the podcast. Him and I both talked about some of the guys that we liked, uh, some of the bets that we liked, the, the lock of the year, the Chris Busher top 10, Lee Spencer helped set it into motion. We talked about it on XM radio. She had no clue that she was a part of, of the vortex, uh, you know, when it comes to making lock of the year bets, there's a method to it. And she, she helped out there. So shout out to Lee Spencer. If you haven't told her thank you, do it. Also, uh, matchups, just a lot of good stuff, man. It was a great, great weekend. One of the better short track races, if not the best short track race we have seen in the Gen 7 era. Uh, just a lot of action, man. A lot of action this weekend. And I'm, I'm definitely ready to dive in to talk a little bit about Martinsville. So I know... You and I talking previously, you were on your way back uh, from the Oxford area. I just want to start with you. Uh, what did you make of the Ryan Blaney win and the race in its entirety at Martinsville? I thought it was okay. Um, I will. I, I got to acknowledge that I did not. I think actually my first negative betting weekend. I'm glad you had a great weekend. Um but I had my first negative betting weekend since uh, Talladega. No. Um, How'd you get Texas? Texas. So, yeah, it's been things have been good, but this weekend was tough. Xfinity was insane. Profited and uh, but terrible beat because I had Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed to win. And you know how that went down. But. Cup, I had I just had a bad card, so it that just happens. But uh I didn't have Blaney. I kind of was on the trend of Joe Gibbs or, or Hendrick and man, William Byron was bad. That mm. was a storyline throughout that race of how bad he was running, how how hard he was driving to hold on to his spot in the championship four. But I mean, right at the end of the day, Ryan Blaney just had the best car. I mean, he had a rocket ship. He was one of the only guys that could just carve up the field and pass, made up a lot of spots and a lot of time in that last run that 
Chase Elliott, Eric Almirola were leading laps for the, for the majority of until about, I think it was 15, 20 to go. So, no, Denny Hamlin was really good too. Martin Truex, typical Martin Truex fashion. Back to prison, no question about it. I thought, I think you did as well, thought we, we were on the consensus that he would be good and be a factor in winning this race. Yeah. I don't and, have to buy him an offshore fishing trip now, though. I told I talked to uh, little brother Ryan Truex. I told him I said, "Tell Martin if he wins, I'm going to buy him an offshore fishing trip." And um, so I don't have to do that now. At least. Yeah, it seems like there's nothing that could motivate him or that team enough to do a goddamn thing in this playoff run. It's crazy bad, crazy bad. But what odds did you get him at? I got five to one on Sunday. I had 10 to uh, one, so I, I'm not as upset, but I, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's okay. I, I, I was bigger on Denny though. You know, I was bigger on Denny. Um, I couldn't do it. And I Denny was great. Denny had, I think the second best car e- easily, but the 12 car man was so good. So good. Uh, there, if How about that, if save that, that out, had, did you see the save that he had when Denny was just getting all up in that ass? Like Ryan just saved it, dude. Like it was, yeah, he was so wobbling impressive. like, crazy such he, an impressive run from ryan yeah i um and he even that was like that deal when denny came down didn't mean to and even blaney on his radio acknowledged he didn't think he meant to just because of when they were that was like right after a restart doesn't take away the the quality of the save though it was an amazing save and um it was a good race it wasn't my favorite martinsville race it's gonna be it's gonna be in the light of a higher rated martinsville race like on jeff gluck's poll because ryan blaney won and everybody likes ryan blaney it seems like but i think um there is some good in there the short track package is still bad the tire that we have is still bad but even with those issues and those flaws that we still deal with on every single short track uh the the overall race is good i i can always respect a long green flag run to to end out a race with the amount of chaos we have in NASCAR. And if you guys are concurrent listeners, you know, I've preached that throughout the year. Like it's always refreshing to get a nice natural race. And I think the final stint was like 150, 160 green flag laps. So no, I, I can appreciate that. And it was cool seeing the different strategies that had Eric Almarola leading the race with only a f- few laps to go and Blaney on tires coming through the field you had chase elliott Corey lajoy some of those guys gambling and staying out uh couldn't make it on fuel hoping for a caution so you had a lot of good elements that mixed the race up late you even had a couple of your typical martinsville pile up wrecks a lot of bumping a lot of banging um and, and a little bit of points drama didn't have the typical points drama that you had last year the year before um but aside from all that it, it was it was a good race i i did enjoy it for sure yeah, not bad whatsoever. <clears throat> I'll say that when it comes to like the action, I guess you would you would call it like you know I don't think I think the last one that we had that was like stupid exciting had to be uh, before the Gen Seven era with Bowman and Denny. That was a really exciting one. We were there for that. So it's like really kind of grading how all that works. But yeah, like you said, it was a it was very natural. I think the there was a total of what seven cautions maybe in this race. And I think the last one came on about lap three twenty-two. So 
the thing with that is getting that run, you would feel like maybe people would get a little bit bored, but there was just so much movement and it was just the action. The, the one thing that caught my eye the most was like, uh, there was one point of the race where Ty Gibbs and Joey Logano got into it. That was your one big wreck. Yeah. You yeah. And it was just like gang violence between Penske and Joe Gibbs. It was just like, it was like, like, it's like Ty became like a headhunter. You know what I mean? It, I just thought it was hilarious because you knew it was like Denny or Blaney. And then you got Joey and Ty back here. And then they, they kind of get wrapped up in that. I think they talked a little bit about it on uh, Denny's podcast. I haven't got to listen to it yet. but Well, I Joey, from it. what I – watching the race, it seemed like Ty and Denny were kind of playing that teammate game. And it was holding Joey up, who was running fourth or fifth. And then he just – absolutely pile drive the 54 i mean if his mission was to wreck both of the guys in front of him he almost made it happen um because even denny got hit by ty when it was that bumper car type of deal with with joey starting it so yeah i mean that was i don't know i i just thought the comment when joey i, I looked on twitter after it happened and somebody got his radio and said he just called Joey Logano a piece of shit human being over that. I was like, God damn, Denny. Yeah. You know, I thought that was fun, but they really um, don't like each other. Like it's, yeah, it's I mean, they they've always had that they've always had that rivalry. And and Joey is just adds more to the to the pot on uh being a consensus villain, you know. Denny is too to the fans now more than ever, but that was just a fight of villains right there. Yeah, I mean, three guys that I feel like everybody kind of hates. You just know, let them take each other Ty, out. Denny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let the villains fight and then see which. Like, like imagine if they got into another fight, which Denny and Joey have been in a fight at Martinsville in this race. Uh, you know, five years ago, four or five years ago. Yeah, and then um, just imagine like what if what if Denny and Joey or Joey and Ty get in a fight? Like, who do you think the fans would rally around? Dude, I'm going for the head. I'm Denny Hamlin. I'm going straight for the headpiece, dude. Straight for it. Like, there's no turning around. I'm going straight for the headpiece. What are you I'm, talking about? The headpiece? What do you I'm mean? Going, I'm going for Joey Logano's hair, dude. I'm going straight for the head. Oh, the head. I, okay, I thought you said Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin's. Head. I said if I'm Denny Hamlin, I'm going straight for the headpiece, dude. <laughs> yeah, rip that motherfucker off. <laughs> hey, dude, you talk about a show, dude, bro. You talk about that thing off. Denny would have oh went, bro. God. It, it's always awkward watching Joey Logano try to fight, dude. You go look at every Joey Logano fight, it's so fucking awkward. Like that's been dude, weird, yeah. yeah. It's just like I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. He's, I don't think in any of his scuffles he's ever he's ever thrown a fist, you know? Like he's Kyle Bush. So stiff, bro. He's so stiff. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and actually on the topic of that, uh during the week NASCAR is showing like all the famous replays of moments and fights that have happened in this particular crunch uh, playoff race. And they, they reviewed that one moment on pit road where Denny and Joey got into it. And I I, look, we make fun of all this stuff with the Matt Kenseth toupee. Now Joey's taken, you know, he's kind of taken the, uh, he's taken the torch on that front, you know, got to have somebody, you know, before Matt Kenseth, it was Sterling Marlin and you get the toupee torch has got to be passed down, but in all actuality, I respect Joey Logano, but I hated, hated that move. And I think it was 2019 
when he went to Denny Hamlin, they're arguing about what happened on track. And right when the conversation ends, Joey just shoves him, like hits his shoulder and immediately turns around and, and walks away. And then Denny goes after him and Joey's big guys are all in front of him. Like, I hate shit like that, dude. I'll and show Joey, you, mister. He just gives him a shove. Shoves, runs away. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's not cool, man. Pussy not, move. It, it really is. It definitely is. And I'm sure Denny has said that off camera. But yeah, like when it comes to the just the conduct off track, like, yeah, hate it. I still respect Joey as a racer, Hall of Famer, champion. But you know, if we're gonna bear, if we're gonna go down this rabbit hole on this topic, like, yeah, I definitely thought about that and and was reminded of it when NASCAR posted that clip. But yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I I would like, what if Joey and Ty got in a fight? That'd be interesting. You know, oh, you think Ty Gibbs would go after Joey? Dude, Ty Gibbs would fucking he would tear that ass up, dude. Like they're like you know, because like he's already got that look to him. Like he's like the kid from The Incredibles, bro. Like he'd just be fast. Like he just remember how many punches he put on Sam Mayer too in yeah, like dude. a span of five seconds. He's got that gang violence in him, straight up. Like you can see. Like I mean, even though like people gave him shit for keeping his helmet on, like it was just like a part of like his villain outfit. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have mattered. Because yeah. he he was the only, he hit Sam like six times. Like, yeah, it looks bad, but I mean, before Sam did anything, Ty hit him. Like, I feel like Ty's got feel like Ty's got like a catchphrase. Like when he hits, like he's like like he's like bit bit like bit bit like he'll just say that like while he's so. yeah, he seems like that kind of guy. I mean, I don't know. I know that Mike Tomlin and Jay Cole are trying to get with Glorilla right now. I feel like, you know, the the the, the source is out, you know, the 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 words out. Like we're, we're all trying to get Ty Gibbs and Glorilla together. Glorilla is a female. You say Mike Tomlin, like the head coach of the Steelers? Yeah, bro. Like Glorilla was like like hanging out with Mike Tomlin and Jay Cole. Like and I've seen that in the last couple of weeks and and I think I had never seen Glorilla in the news before I like said we need to get Ty Gibbs and Glorilla together. And now I'm seeing her with like all these people and I'm like, shit, like they, they heard like the, the word broke out, dude. Like they're like, we can't let her get with Ty Gibbs. Like we, we got to get this figured out. So yeah. He'd be about, well, he, he liked the video that you made. Yeah. He'd be about it. I hate Mike Tomlin though. Fuck the Steelers, dude. Yeah, dude. I hate Mike Tomlin. I tagged Ty. I said, I said, dude, watch him. <laughs> He's like straight up. You better watch him. Like, I don't know. I just feel like Ty, I feel like Ty, uh, he, he's definitely going to have, that energy about him in the future so like we we don't we're not appreciating like how young he is right now as a rookie like we literally have decades to go with ty gibbs from where we're sitting right now we don't know where i like that you said that because i said the same thing about william byron a long time ago like yeah, we, William Byron struggled his first couple of years, but I was like, dude, you guys realize how young he is? And that's when I was doing like Kelly Sanders' little radio show. You know, we were talking about the prod, the the new prospects, and prodigy, potential prodigy guys, and I mean, some of these guys are getting into the Cup Series so young. Like Benjamin Bill is a great example. Christopher Bell was was pretty young too, but Ty Gibbs. On time, we all were. Yeah. Ty, Ty yeah, Gibbs jumped is insane and i don't want to make this a ty gibbs podcast but he did go from arca to xfinity to cup in a matter of like two years you know he was an arca when tiktok was out already bro like that's what people need to really understand 
It's only yeah, been like a three-year journey for Ty Gibbs, dude. So he gets a cup, and he's competitive. And, yeah, I mean, he's – Oh, fast. He's probably going to win next year. So, yeah, no. We could – We've seen what's happened with William Byron, who also had a really quick rise. You know, trucks one year, Xfinity one year cup. You know, Ty Gibbs, Arca, Xfinity cup. And yeah. now, Benjamin Bill, after the fight that he had, which I thought was a cool story of just how exhausted he was after that race, like many drivers were. Um, Crazy. And that's another, you know, that's another thing about these long green flag runs. You don't get them enough anymore. And now, when you do have them, drivers are more tired because they're they're used to kind of starting and stopping with stages and cautions and martinsville is a grown man racetrack dude so, yeah i saw ryan that, newman dude. was like on the was, ground was, newman was another guy i mean shit ryan newman's been doing this forever he was a guy that was exhausted mm -hmm. uh needed some help so well but benjamin bill is a good story in that in that regard yeah who in. else was exhausted because I, I all i saw was the i didn't even see the ryan newman stuff i just saw william byron like sitting by the car so, I only saw Byron and Newman from from social media. Yeah. You gotta get them arm that arm workout. Gotta get a little bit stronger. The neck got a little little strained, you know. Mm -hmm. A thick neck. Yo. <laughs> Yo, yeah. yeah, look, championship four. Oh, and I wanted to see. You know, I need to pull this up. How my predictions went from like May. I know I had Truex in for May, so that I think. Dude, I, I literally one, but... keeping count after the last time. I was like, which means I'm probably wrong. And so I, I had, I, I think, I think I had Blaney. I know I had Byron. Um, and then Bell. Oh, I don't think I had Bell at the time. Regardless, though, our championship four is set for the Cup Series championship at Phoenix this weekend. Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Christopher Bell. I tweeted this. Uh, it is the official, the first official youth movement championship four in the history of NASCAR, I think. Um, Joey Logano has been kind of a younger guy that's that's been making it, but Joey's in his 30s now. Like, this is your your youth movement championship four, like a bunch of guys that we said were going to be stars, and they all took a while. Yeah. All four of these guys, and I, that's what I think is really cool about this. They're all still pretty young. I think Christopher Bell or Blaney's the oldest. They're 29, 30 years old. Kyle's maybe. 31. So Kyle. Oh, yeah, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Kyle Still. And so he's, yeah, he, I don't think he would be. I, if you're talking about like in your 20s, yeah. It but still is overall the biggest youth movement champ for because every year you've either had a Logano, a Hamlin, uh, a Kyle Bush, or a Harvick or Long a Truex. Time vet. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, and what I was saying is I like this one because all four of these guys were, like, very hyped up. They all took time to get really good in the NASCAR Cup Series, and now it's between the four of them for a championship. So I think it's cool, and they're all four. Well, Christopher Bell, I feel like, is – I feel like Christopher Bell has no fans, but the other three guys are all pretty likable, you know. And I, I like Christopher Bell, but, like, how many – We've probably mentioned this before. How many races have you gone to and you just like you just find a diehard Christopher Bell fan hanging around? You know? None, bro. I Never. Mean, it's it's because he's right now like Christopher Bell is like on the same level to me mentally is like watching mayonnaise getting squeezed out of a bottle. Like it's not as uh you know he he's just not he hasn't really come in. It's like what do you do 
outside of here. You know, like I feel like we know that about Ryan. We kind of know that about William Byron. Uh, but I mean, you got to think there's a, on a way larger scale, like there's a lot of people who don't even know who the fuck any of them are. So at least we can say, you know, we, we have the personality stuff going on. But yeah, Chris, Chris Bell, we've got to figure out what he's about. But I, I think that going into this weekend, this is a good place to talk about this right now. Uh, the championship, we can talk about predictions all day long. What do we have in the bag? Like do like so I want to say that with betting, when it comes to betting on the championship, um, you know, obviously you kind of are gonna look ahead, maybe you place some bets early in the year throughout the season on a guy you think that can win the championship. And just to kind of backtrack, uh, early in the year, I took Ross Chastain at 12 to one. That obviously did not work out season of roller coasters um but i did two weeks ago on october 17th FanDuel had ryan blaney sitting at 34 to 1 and i grabbed it and now i'm sitting with a, a hefty we'll about cash out offer right now from FanDuel, which is nice i'm going to hold on to it because it's going to be even sweeter uh that was literally two weeks ago Two weeks ago, we gave it on the pod. We Absolutely. gave it on this pod, and and you took it. You de- that was smart. That was so smart. I'm just not a futures guy. Like I, it's just not my thing. You but have one though, correct? I do. I do. And I, I just don't like taking futures mid season. They move so much mm-hmm. that it just doesn't. Uh, like there is value in like what you took because now you're looking at Ryan Blaney plus two sixty. So that's insane. You could cash out and make a big profit. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so yeah, I, I Dale Center at the Rolex Twenty Four, the infamous Dale Center at the Rolex Twenty Four. Um, all we talked was futures, and I told you guys the futures that I was betting on, and it, we're in an interesting spot now because one race left in the season. So I'll go over these real quick. The first future, Ben Rhodes over one point five wins. He is in the championship for in the truck rate in the truck series. He has one win on the season. I'm going to guess that it's not going to happen because I don't think he wins, but it's there. Christopher Bell, over 1.5 wins, cash money. Hmm. Joey Logano, this is the lock I told everybody. I talked about on SiriusXM. Championship hangovers. I- I've preached this. Joey Logano under three and a half wins. And my God, what a lock. The biggest lock out of all of these. No, no question about it. So, yeah, everybody who disagreed with me, you can suck on that. Chase Briscoe, over 0.5 wins. This was my biggest bet. And, yeah, we're kind of fucked on this one. This mm. is going to be a big L. Um, unless the ch- the future that matters the most. I had two championship futures, one on, on Chase Briscoe, bad. But I have one championship future, 12-1, to 1, Christopher Bell, over on DraftKings Sportsbook. Not bad. So that's what I have left. And if Bell can win this... It would uh it would save my overall futures futures profit. And now you're looking at four to one. Bell is actually the biggest underdog, at least what I'm looking at over here on Bet Rivers for guys to win the title. And I don't know. I hadn't decided if I want to add more to that pot. I basically have a twelve to one ticket on Chris Bell uh to win the race. That's not bad. It's, it's kind of it like happen. let me just ride that and pick one other guy uh to win it. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I I, I think um, it's kind of cool that we both 
well, you took yours a couple weeks ago. Still cool. And yours is arguably cooler because of the value you got compared to what it is now. So, but hey, we both have somebody that we're riding. It's better than betting on this dog shit that I'm looking at right here for odds. So, See, I mean, yeah. And I wanted to say, I can dude, roll, like, dude. <laughs> dude, the championship race is always like the least fun to bet on. Absolutely. It is. It really is. It's, it's great. You know, it's our, it's, the second Super Bowl, I guess. It's more of a props. It's more of like a props race. Like, yeah, you got you got to find something else. Like, what would be a good bet for them to put is the like the like the highest finishing non championship four driver, like winner without the top four. You know, so basically, like you're betting on anybody outright except for these four guys in the championship. Formula One, they do stuff like that. Like I've seen them bet. They've had bets like winner outside of max Verstappen, you know like that's a good way to uh incline more people to place bets because that would make it way more fun like uh which i would take kevin harvick to be the highest non-championship four finisher for sure um but that you know that's just an idea caesars has not unloaded anything yet and they I'm actually have they just have. now nascar 2023 oh. cup series championship race opening with kyle larson at plus 160 brian blaney plus 260 william byron plus 325 and christopher bell plus 450 for the championship drivers and following him dude that just got, got unloaded that yeah. just got unloaded we were checking breaking. all night breaking news on the podcast we were the first to discuss it i don't care what anyone says seconds literally seconds ago amen kevin harvick 18 to 1 is the guy that's following these champion four drivers i talked about this on wednesday's episode last week's episode of the podcast i bet on kevin harvick at martinsville and as a tribute I'm betting on Kevin Harvick at Phoenix. He will be the other outright. I don't care if it loses or if it wins. There will be some money going down on him because this could be the last time we get to put a wager on K-Harv. We've had some good memories betting on Kevin Harvick. 2020 was a year that I got a lot of money off of Kevin Harvick when I really started dabbling into this world of NASCAR betting. So you bet your ass for better or worse. I will have money on Kevin Harvick this weekend. I don't care what the critics say. I don't care what the gamblers in Vegas have to say about my choice here. This is strictly from the heart, and it's real. And also, we had a really good conversation, Kenny Wallace and I, about how we haven't had that championship race where a driver that's not in the hunt wins and then you have just a somebody that that won the championship on points we haven't had that yet and it could be could happen you don't know with this gen yeah. signs are pointing to that direction so you got to bet on k harv the tribute uh rodney childers talks to god good memories got to throw some coin on that this weekend yeah i'm with you man um breaks my heart looking at it thinking about it it is the end um and for me, even betting, like, I don't know if anyone else could say this. My first ever legal sports bet was on Kevin Harvick to win at Michigan. in I think it was 2018 or 2019. One of those years. I love it. And it was the first, I, literally, me and my friend JC walked in the Beau Rivage. Sportsbook had just gotten done. So if you're in the Mississippi area, you might know. Pulled one of the sheets. I was like, oh, this is how this is. You pull sheet? Like, okay all the odds and i'm looking 
And I see Kevin Harvick was like, I think he was plus 650, six and a half to one. And I told my friend, JC, we were sitting at this table, I'm like, dude, look at this. Kevin Harvick's plus 650. That's crazy. We got to take this bet. And he didn't take it. But I was like, dude, that's ridiculous. I got to take this right now. Mm-hmm. And that was the only bet I made. And it was in uh straight and hit. And now here we are. So you, this is the end of the road. So you could consider that like your like your favorite Kevin Harvick bet. And I think that that would be I think it's only right that I just I mentioned quickly uh, my favorite Kevin Harvick bet. My, my favorite time ever betting on Kevin Harvick uh, was in 2020 at the Brickyard 400. Oh, I do that. I had him, too. When oh. Denny Hamlin blew a tire, I jumped out off of my couch. I was like, holy fuck. Dude, the- Denny blew a tire with like five to go and Harvick had it. I think I got him at like so he had came down pit road and I took him live at eight to one because his odds were nowhere near shouldn't have ever been there at the time because him and Denny were dominating that year and I think he opened it like I don't know like four to one. Oh yeah I got him at something yeah I, 2020 you were betting either one of those two guys over and over again you know, too easy but getting him at the higher odds when he went down pit road and then him coming around, he was in that red, it was a red bush car. I don't know if it was With like fireworks. A- it had like Eagle fireworks on it. I think. Yeah, you, you, you definitely could be right. But I remember it was like a reddish car and, uh, and yeah, so that was my uh, favorite time betting on Kevin Harvick. So yeah, I'm going to pull it up real quick. I remember it. Oh dude. Cause I, I, I remember that moment where Denny blew a tire <laughs> Yeah, here it is. It was a red, white, and blue patriotic car. It mm-hmm. ha- It's blue with fireworks and has an eagle going down the left side where the bush light is with a red and white. Good-looking race car. Very good-looking race car. Anyway. That was the race was where somebody got, like, like, smacked on pit road, I think. I remember somebody got really hurt on pit road from what I can Oh, I don't remember that. I don't know. Yeah, somebody I got I just remember Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth almost stole that. In the Chip Ganassi 42 car, finished second. Shit. up for Kyle Larson. Yep. Wow. End of an era, dude. Yeah. And I, I told Pete Pistone on Sirius XM radio on Sunday that Kevin Harvick is going to win this race. I think this is the year that what you just said, you and Kenny Wallace talked about, this is the year. And just to add to, to the deal, so several elements. Kevin Harvick is a god at Phoenix. So good. He's won so many times here on top three so many times. This has been his playground. That's number one. Number two, this was proved last week at Martinsville. Stuart Haas Racing, short track package is good. It has been good since the beginning of 2022. It is still good. It is easily their strong point. So they, you know, or at least I feel confident that they will have a good race car for Kevin Harvick, right? That's number two. Number three. Kevin Harvick should have won this race in the spring. He should have won this race in the spring. And Harrison Burton spun out by himself and created, I mean, my God, the butterfly effect is fucking insane from that one spin. Awful, awful. She, look, good kid, put him in Xfinity. He does not deserve to be in a cup car. He's been terrible. Let him go win in Xfinity like John Hunter Nemechek did. That's a topic for a different time, but I hate Harrison Burton for that because I wanted Harvick to get a win. Number four and the final point here, the championship four is two Hendrick guys, one Penske, and one Joe Gibbs racing car. So Kevin Harvick has no dog in this fight when it comes to helping out a teammate. You think about 
Joe Gibbs Racing, Denny, Truex, they're going to lay – Ty Gibbs, you got to think they're just not going to be in the – they're not – they're going to lay off. I think they're going to lay off behind Christopher Bell. And this has been – we've seen this at Phoenix over the past few years. Joey Logano is going to lay off. Ryan Blaney helped him and literally did not pass Joey Logano last year when he had a better car. He just sat in second right on his bumper for the last 10 laps which was excruciatingly annoying. But that matters. That totally matters. Hendrick Motorsports, their guys, they got two in the final four right here. So you know Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, I think they're going to be non-factors. Kevin Harvick here has no teammates in this battle. He has no alliances in this battle. There is a Ford. I don't think that means a damn thing to Kevin Harvick in the last race of his career. Yeah. Give me Kevin Harvick 18-1 to on Caesar Sportsbook. This line is not going to stay. I'm there. I'm I'm there. I think they're just going to have the speed. And if this race, you get a long green flag run at the end, Kevin Harvick is going to be better than all four of these championship guys. Dude, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I can't disagree with you about anything that you're saying because it's the last race of the year. It's the last time Rodney Childers and Kevin Harvick are going to put together a plan, a game plan. They're going to talk about it. They're going to go into it. You know, the media is going to be crazy around it this weekend, obviously. They're going to have a big tribute for him, things like that. And he's probably just, like, chilling with Rodney somewhere right now, and he's just like, well, all that's going to happen anyway, so might as well do it in victory lane. So, you know, that's that's the reality here. That's what we're going to just kind of put into the, the universe. I'm holding a crystal right now and there, yeah and there's definitely some sentimental shit involved that that would be point number five is like the emotional uh it, it just seems if there was one guy that could do it it'd be kevin harvick like i just like i thought jeff gordon could have been that guy in 2015 for sure i thought if there's one guy that could walk it off when his last race and in that case in 2015 for jeff would have been to win the championship and i thought it would have been gordon uh, never thought it would have been Johnson based on how bad he was his last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But with, you know, you could say the same about Tony Stewart. Um, but with Kevin Harvick, you know, I know it's been a bad year overall, but in hindsight, like they've had chances to win races and he's been competitive, you know, over the past couple of years, he won two races last year, back to back. I mean, the guy has been competitive enough to win multiple times in 2023. So, Yes, it's emotional. It's sentimental to to root for Kevin and put my money on it. But there, I think there is analytical information that could tell you he will be a factor to win this race. And I guess I'll add one more here. We have seen it in the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series before where the driver that won the championship did not win the race. It has happened in the other two series. Eventually, it's going to happen in Cup. And I think this Sunday is the best chance of it happening since the inception of uh, the playoff format. Absolutely. So there you have that. And uh, and that's really kind of, I, I guess, for me, that's the only thing that I can give right now. But, I mean, it's not even f- because we want to. It's just that's what we have. Well, Better- let's do championship picks, too. We got to do champ picks for all three. Of course, of course. So, obviously, Ryan Blaney, uh, I'm rooting for him. Rooting for him hard for my money's sake. And because it's fucking Yerb, man. I mean, we got, got got to kick it with this dude uh, for about an hour a couple weeks ago. Talked to him, and like, it really brought me to where I am now. Just because I, I realized after leaving, I'm like, 
this dude is just in such a good headspace right now. Like he he's not even thinking about like you can't see you know how sometimes you can see pressure on people like you can look at them and you can tell like they stressing like things are like there dude so far away from that removed it was kind of like how you could look at Denny after the Martins the Martinsville race when he was just so gracious like for the the year that he had which was an all time moment fuck that one dude that owns that track that was talking that shit on Twitter. I don't even know his name and I'm not going to say it on this podcast anyway, if I did, because fuck him. But, um, I will just say that his, he's just in the right state of mind, man. And when, and when you're, when you're there, you, you're just kind of like, whatever. And you're just rolling. Like it's going to be good. So I've got to go in that direction. If I had to pick one other guy that could make it happen. Nope. nope one guy. That's it. Just one guy. Boom. Okay. Ryan Blaney. That's it. Done. All right. Well, I love Blaney too, and I, I, I uh, and it's it's weird because like you combining betting, like yeah, you definitely are because you've got that big ticket, and the odds suck. So I'm not it's even going to include more than that. that. It's literally about that. it's just your pick. It's just your pick. You know who who do you think has the best shot of winning, regardless of odds? Well, somebody right? that's vibing and flowing in a, in a really good. Yeah. I'm gonna. And everybody's going to think this is betting. I'm going to take Christopher Bell. I'm going to take Christopher Bell. And for one reason, um, this isn't about the ticket because from a betting standpoint, I I'd sit here and be like, eh, you know, do I want to put more money on him? Probably not, considering it's a great championship for, and you can make an argument for every driver. But after the race was over, um, I listened to Sirius and Radio. Yeah, I just put it on to get some more post-race coverage on the way back from Oxford. And I heard them interview Christopher Bell, and he was so happy. You know, he just had a whatever day. You know, he would fin- I don't know, he finished 7th, 8th, something uh, like that. Bell finished. I have it pulled up right here, actually. He finished in 7th. Yeah, see, he just had a whatever day, just which he was a no-pressure guy because he won Homestead. But he was very energetic in his post-race interview. He feel like he's usually not. And they asked him, all right, how are you feeling about Phoenix? And all he said, and it may, it may have been Claire B. Lang that interviewed him. All he said was, we're going to have a rocket. Hmm. That's all he... When have you ever heard Christopher Bell talk like that? When he said that, I was like, whoa, okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Like, I feel like he never says shit like that. And he just said, we're going to have a rocket. Cannot wait. So... Yeah. Dude, I that just kind of hit me a little bit. Like, interesting, interesting. Hendrick Motorsports collectively, especially kind of second half of the year, hasn't been great on these shorter tracks. Now, William Byron won Phoenix earlier this year. Kyle Larson won Richmond. He won Martinsville. Neither one of them were good no. yesterday. They really weren't. But like during the season, the Phoenix race there, I think it was I, there was like multiple- Larson was good. Larson was good. Yeah, I think Larson was. If you go, which I'm going to go back and watch that race probably tomorrow, maybe tonight. But um, Larson was good. And I think Larson got passed by Harvick in that last green flag run before the caution came out. Um, but you know, I, and, and Martinsville's not a great accurate. Um correlation to phoenix but you can look at results with the package and like Stuart haas racing is a great example on this package 
they're good. You know, they're just good. So I got to wonder about Hendrick. I think everybody's going to be picking Blaney because of what he just did and the momentum factor. So naturally, let me go with Christopher Bell, who now, second year in a row, he's been in this spot. He's actually the only guy out of the this four to make it two years in a row. So he's coming off a year where he went through this, didn't have what it takes, didn't have the capabilities to get it done. He's got a year of experience in the next-gen car, in the championship four. You give Adam Stevens that little bit of an edge, which is his crew chief, champion with Kyle Busch, I'm convinced. I'm convinced they're going to go out here and they're, they're going to win this race or win this championship. I mean, he'll have the entire backing of JGR. So we know what they've been able to produce. Uh, so it, it, it could happen. I mean, I'm just going to have to leave it there. It could happen. I'm not, I'm not expecting anything uh, come this race weekend. I'm really not. I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, it. You know, if, if we, if we, if we get them bags, we get them bags. If we don't, it's the last race of the year, and we don't get this again until February. So, got to enjoy it while you can. It's kind of the way I'm looking at it. But I will probably be looking at it from more of the prop bet place. So, we'll have multiple aspects of how we can enjoy this race for sure. Um, I'm just, uh, with, with the current odds situation, I'm just going to wait to see what all else we get. And that's how I'm going to form up everything just to give myself a little extra excitement going in to race day on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm just ready to see how it shakes out. This was not the final four that I thought we would see by any means. Um, I think a lot of people are going to maybe not publicly, but subconsciously be putting all the chips on Kyle Larson. I think that's fair um, just because of, you know, he's Kyle Larson, what he's done. So, I, but I am still of the opinion that we're going to see a, one of the, uh, the younger guys get it done. So I'll, I'll leave it at that for sure. But I picked Blaney, younger guy's going to get it done. I believe in that. I, um, okay, let's do trucks and Xfinity real yeah. quick. All so, right. So, trucks, John Dimachek, um, I wanted to mention, uh, everybody that's in this first. right now. Yeah, I definitely want to go to Xfinity because I want to talk about the RCR deal as well with Sheldon. Um, but I want to just mention this real quick. Dale brought up the Dale Center from the Rolex 24. I think it's a good time for everybody listening to this podcast right now. Take some time this week to go over to the Garage Guys NASCAR betting YouTube page and go look for that episode of Dale Center. We gave a lot of leans, a lot of bets. I don't think I locked anything in specifically for Trucks and Xfinity, but I, I had some leans on there, and I know you had some bets as well. And then plus, it's just one of the funner episodes that we did, and it's always going to be that way because it's the, the, the kickoff show, really, for the 2023 NASCAR season. So make sure you take some time to get over to YouTube and check that out. Um, but... Yeah, with Xfinity, I think I had I had like the one lean that I had was with with Nemechek at the time, so that was pretty cool to see that he actually was worth the shit uh, this year. But I uh, I guess we can look at that. Caesars has these odds uh, for the Xfinity series right now, and I haven't even looked at them at all uh, to to know what's happening. John Hunter, Justin Allgaier, Cole Custer, Sam Mayer. I'm just gonna say Justin Allgaier plus three fifty. 
especially after the, the this playoff series that we've had. I've I haven't really watched all the races, but I have caught some highlights, and I've just seen JA out there, man. I mean, it just to me from the outside looking in, uh, it, it's his time. So he's about to get out there and execute. I'm gonna probably lay my money down on him plus three fifty to win, and that's on Caesars. I uh, don't think Bet Rivers has anything up for him. Yeah, they do. I'm looking at Bet Rivers. All right, what's the uh, odds? J A over there, my man. Plus three fifty. Plus three fifty. So, okay, so same, same yeah. So J A for me. That's where I'll go. Okay, trucks. Uh, championship four is Corey Heim, Carson Hosevar, Grant Enfinger, and Ben Rhodes. Who you got? All right. So looking at that, um, I I gotta just go. I feel like a lot of people are going to be going for Hosovar, obviously, and I'm seeing he's the favorite right now. The odds are unbettable for those two. Let's just go yeah. ahead and face it. Yeah, it's just a, it's a tragedy of time. I love Ben. Um, you probably know a little bit more about it. I, I did bet last year. I bet on Zane Smith. That transpired. I'm going to say that this is the year of the Grant Infinger, plus 450. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Grant Infinger to win the truck series. I feel like that's a guy right there that out of all four of these drivers, uh, like him or Corey Heim would be the two to get it. I feel like more people will expect a Rhodes or a Hosevar just because of, of their name being out there. But without looking at stats, without looking at wins, Infinger is jumping out at me right now, plus 450. So I'm just going to trust my instincts, and we're going with Grant Infinger, plus 450. Yeah, I like that. I'm glad you said that because I'll go ahead and just give my truck pick. Um, I'm taking Enfinger and partially because of what he's done on similar track types. I mean, look at him. He won IRP last year, short flat track, and has had more success. He won the Milwaukee Mile, which is a short flat track, was really good at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway as well. Uh, longer track, but the, still the premise of a flat, high-breaking racetrack. And I, I just like the narrative around GMS last race championship team in the past with Sheldon Creed, Johnny Salter. So I like Grant anything you're getting the job done. This is a, a track that I feel like suits what they've had in 2023, what they've had over the past couple of years. And it suits Grant Enfinger, And he is the old guy. He is the old guy of these four. And I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna go out there and, and, and show him who's boss. I do like Ben Rhodes plus 650. I'm just worried about the speed there. They just, that 99 team, when it's Ben Rhodes and Rich Lucius, they are just so good from a strategy standpoint. They find themselves in the middle of the fight after they have awful days where they're not running well. They just find themselves in the fight because they're so good at strategy. So I don't hate the plus 650. I'm more interested in race odds for the truck race in particular. So we'll wait on that. But give me one pick. I'm taking Grant Infinger to win the title. I am. I think it's going to be B. I think realistically – it's him and Hosevar. It's going to be between them two. A Chevy's going to win it. Xfinity. I'm going to take Allgaier and Cole Custer. Yeah, I mean, Nemechek might go out here and spank everybody. With that being said, he's minus 118. Uh, and it just feels like the top guy. <clears throat> the top guy just doesn't win every year in, in the Xfinity series. And Junior Motorsports has been really, really close over the years. It seems like every year with Noah Graggs and they had a chance whether it was him or Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry was in it last year, I think. I think Justin Allgaier, especially with how good he is at Phoenix, kind of like a Kevin Harvick, I think it's his time. I'm with you there. So I'm taking Justin Allgaier. 
as my guy. So we're, I can't believe it. We're aligned on those two, but for betting purposes, I think you have an opportunity to bet on Allgaier and Custer. I like Cole Custer in the spot too. Uh, kind of like the way he backed his way into the championship four. He's been fast just about everywhere in the last three quarters of the season. You can bet on both these guys and, and feel decent about it. I could see Nemechek just folding under the pressure. I could just see him getting involved in, a, in an incident or a problem. And one of your savvy veteran guys like an all guy or a Custer gets it done. Love Sam Mayer. Just don't think he's ready yet. So uh, for betting purposes, I definitely like the all guy or Custer combo when it comes to betting. I'm going to check Caesars real quick just to make sure the odds aren't better. So actually, yeah, you can get Custer four to one rather than plus three seventy five. Um, that's on Caesars. So take it on Caesars with all guy or Custer. Feel good about that. Absolutely. But I think so. Those those are picks, and we got to talk about the big topic. I still think this is the big biggest topic of the weekend. Thousand percent. Sheldon Creed, RCR, Austin Hill. Where do we start? I'll let so, you know. um. Obviously, the night of the race, uh, if you follow me on social media, you saw that I was with my wife and child at a haunted car wash. Um, so I didn't really get to watch it. But I saw after on Twitter this video Toby Christie had put out where Andy Petrie walks up to Sheldon. Obviously, I saw the the wreck, uh, the, the battle between Hill and Creed. It just was shades of truck series rivalry and they were on the same team and then everything just went crazy. Sheldon trying to hold his on, finish strong, get him a dub to, to move forward into this new future that he has with Joe Gibbs racing. Would have put him in the championship for it too. Right, exactly. So it would have just really been a hell of a comeback season for a guy that we know and that you and I have, have both really kind of developed a relationship with, uh, you know, and, and he is uh, just a solid dude, man. And he did nothing fucking wrong, bro. Like, this is all just showing to me uh, everything that transpired, like just the toxicity of what, uh, you know, a race team can can channel, actually, like can have and possess. So him coming around the line, like, even after like Hill and him were started bumping it, like it fucked Hill. Hill put himself there. Let's be real. Um, you know, Sheldon's just trying to stick to his line. He's not moving. That's it. Uh, and then, you know, obviously doesn't get the win. Justin Allgaier does, seals the deal. But with Andy Petrie coming up to him and like just yelling at him, and you see in the video that Sheldon's like, okay, whatever. Like you can just, cause he's just, that's Sheldon, you know? Like he's got just such this nonchalant demeanor to him, and he uh, he doesn't react. He he doesn't let that kind of shit get under his skin. But you could just see the frustration. And so the video happens. It's not about about like maybe an hour later, and I see on Twitter that Jeff Gluck is saying that Richard Childress drops an actual quote, calling him stupid. And then Austin Hill spoils his plans, spoils Creed's plans in an interview because he's mad. That's just some kindergarten baby bullshit, in my opinion, from yeah. all three of those guys. And that's so shitty to have to say. I love Austin Dillon. Uh, great guy. Love, love all the people that I know at RCR. 
but god damn did they really fucking show their ass dude it is just to me it's not that it's unacceptable i mean like that's what they were feeling at the time but it's just really fucking cringe and i'll leave it at that and i'll let you kind of give your take yeah everybody knows i'm the biggest sheldon creed stan in human existence and as you said you know we're friends um developed a good good relationship over the past couple years and i I don't know how many people know this, but back in 2021, the first driver that really had a big interaction with us, Sheldon Creed had just crashed out of the truck race and we had DN because he had seen a video that I made and he liked it. We had just, he had just crashed out of the race of Texas and I had sent him a message that morning and said, Hey, we're camping at Texas Motor Speedway. If you want to come out and have a beer, you know, we got a spot. Just, just let me know anytime. How many professional athletes would, after a race where they just crashed out or just had a, a bad showing, come out, have a beer with fans? How I mean, and he did that. Him and, at the time, his his girlfriend, uh, they came out there. It's, now they're married. Love you, Cammie. But they came out there and had a beer with us. It was yeah. awesome. That just tells you how cool of a guy he is. And I, And nobody sees that. And especially at a time right now, all we see is like the inability to to close a win. The a lot a lot of wrecked race cars. Like he's an aggressive race car driver, and he has given away some potential wins. And he's been knocking on the door, and he's been a part of a lot of thrilling finishes. All in all, but no, that deal at Martinsville was horseshit by RCR. No question about it. When it comes to what happened on track, the only thing, in my opinion, that Sheldon Creed did wrong was how he judged three and four in an effort to win the race. It was not dirty at all. I don't think he just break checked the 21. That's ridiculous. Sheldon Creed's trying to win the fucking race. Anybody that thinks that, I'm sorry, you lack, you severely lack intelligence. Mm -hmm. If you think that he was trying to break check the 21 out of spite, I think he just misjudged the corner. Kind of braked hard, saw, thought he could get the straight launch, just misjudged it. I don't think he was dirty at all. And teammates in that spot, when you have a championship on the line, would I think just about anybody in that series would have raced that, that way. And maybe even in the Cup Series, too, with what we've seen over the years. I don't think that was bad at all. I think he moved Sheldon, or he Sheldon moved Hill off the top, got underneath him, raced him how he would race anybody to have a shot to win a championship. And this has kind of been reiterated. And Sheldon said this, he gave him a fighting chance. He gave Hill a fighting chance. He didn't just wreck him. And it's like, we forget about Ty Gibbs wrecking the shit out of his teammate to win this race in 2022. Absolutely dumping Brandon (laughs) Jones when Ty had nothing to gain by doing so. We're acting like that didn't happen. No, 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 no. That's a hundred times worse. And Sheldon could have done the exact same thing, wrecked his ass and won the race under caution and made it real easy. And he didn't do that at all. He had no intention to do that. And yeah, as I said, he misjudged it. Justin Allgaier wins the race. Uh, Justin's a great guy. He deserves it. I hope he wins the championship, but that sucked. And and I got to say too, before I talk about what Andy Petrie and Richard Childress said, if you follow my Xfinity betting card, you would have won because 
you took Sammy Smith to beat Brandon Jones, lock of the universe, number nine on the year, whatever. But I had Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed outright, and that shit happened to me. 22 to one on Austin Hill, 27 to one on Sheldon Creed, two to go on the restart. I'm like, oh my God, one of these guys is going to win. I can't believe it. And that fucking, I don't want to call it a clown show. It wasn't a clown show. That's Martinsville. Just really, really bad beat. Oh, what an awful beat. One of the worst beats of all time. I mean, your guys are 20 to one or, or higher on the front row, the final restart of the race, and neither one of them win is in, insane. Absolutely insane from a betting standpoint. It hurts. Absolutely. No question about it. Getting to Richard Childress and Andy Petrie, I tweeted this uh, along with my defensive Sheldon Creed. I said, while I absolutely disagree with how both of them handled that, and I think Sheldon Creed is fucking right. He said back to Andy Petrie in that video, if he had done that to me, you wouldn't have said shit. I'm so happy Sheldon said that to him. I'm so happy Sheldon said that shit because he is absolutely right. RCR is very, very invested in Austin Hill. Rightfully so. He's been exceptional. And Sheldon Creed's leaving. He hadn't won in two years of full-time racing with that team. So I absolutely, I believe there's a bias towards Austin Hill. And I don't know if he's just spot on when he said that. I'm glad he's smarter back off to him. As Sheldon, like you said earlier, he stood his ground. And I appreciate that. And it tells you about the guy that Sheldon Creed is. He's not going to back down. And he's he's not a dirty race car driver in the process. But with what Richard Childress said, calling him stupid is absurd when you consider who's driven for him over the years. Obviously, everybody on Twitter is talking about John West Townley. He was insane. Uh, and there's been a lot of other bad race car drivers that have paid to take a Richard Childress racing machine and put it on track. Several bad drivers, but we're going to call Sheldon Creed the stupidest one over just hard racing is the way I see it. It's it's very, very, very... Uh, I'm trying to find the right term for this because I love RCR overall. It's jarring. Um, it's jarring because you really get to see what Richard Childress's definition of stupid is. I think it, but I think it's a heat of the moment thing too. Like I don't think, uh, I think no, you. I don't think he actually been in this that. series. You have been a owner in the largest form of stock car racing. You have been an owner in that series for years. You have had so much time around the media right and you've had way more so stupid drivers around uh th just the evolution of the sport and the point that you made being like all the other drivers that he has had in the past and now looking at sheldon and him calling sheldon stupid that's what i mean by that it just shows you the perception of what stupid is for richard Childers, and that's jarring that's disappointing I think he's just pissed. I don't think he he truly truly means that, but it's it doesn't take away how bad of a look it is. You know, like it's he's gotten pissed in the to all me it's it's pathetic of him to, and I don't know what Andy Petrie said to him to Sheldon, but I think it's pathetic leadership. I, I, that's the best way I can describe it. It's pathetic leadership in a moment where I think anybody in in Sheldon Creed's shoes would have done something similar. If not similar, they would have done worse. And we have seen that worse in the prior year with what Ty Gibbs did to his teammate at the time, Brandon Jones. But 
all in all, I it, it's frustrating. God, I was rooting for Sheldon so hard as I typically do, but seeing him with that chance and seeing him come up that short again, if he is going to Joe Gibbs Racing, which hasn't been confirmed, but all but you know leaked as you as you stated with what Austin Hill did. I hope he wins fucking 10, 15 races next year. I hope he just blows everybody away. And in that equipment that he's, that's what his expectations are going to be. Let's just be honest. Uh, if he's taken over a Nemechek ride. Um, so I'm excited for Sheldon Creed's future. Better days are ahead with him after, as you said, RCR kind of showed their ass. It's just bad leadership, bad leadership and, Sheldon Creed should be happy that he is moving on. And I didn't even talk about Austin Hill. I think Austin Hill is a rational human being. And he didn't go off the chain on Sheldon. You know, he said, I just can't wait for him to be on another team. Agree. Same thing, I think, it's heat of the moment. I think if Austin Hill rewatches everything, over time he's going to realize it wasn't that malicious. It wasn't that bad. And... I mean, at the end of the day, the 21 got wrecked by the 20 behind him. He said he blew a radiator when he hit the two car, but some people think he actually ran into him trying to wreck him uh, or the other way around. So I think heat of the moment kind of deal. I think Austin Hill is more rational than that. I think he's going to realize uh, if he's not brainwashed by what Richard Childress. I don't know, said, dude. I mean, I don't know him. I, think I, don't know, dude. I feel like he's a <laughs> rational guy, man. I, I really think that he, uh, I, I really think that, he, that he's going to, look back on that and be like, yeah, it wasn't really like, he's not going to think Sheldon's an idiot, but like you said, yeah, I don't know him either. I don't know him either, but I like it's Austin Hill. Hayden. So I, I'm kind of hoping I like Austin Hill. So I'm kind of hoping that he looks back at that. And it's like, yeah, it was just a racing deal. So all in all, I'm, I'm excited for Sheldon Creed though. It's going to be better days ahead uh, in, in a Toyota Supra. Yeah, it will be nice. Uh, and we'll have a lot more information on uh, on that going into 2024. I'm excited. Don't forget the CW is getting the exclusive rights to the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Can't wait to see what that looks like uh, on that network on public access television. Uh, you know, good friends with uh, PBS. Maybe we'll see a PBS car at some point. Uh, but uh, I, I can't wait to dabble into it a little bit more next year, especially, like you said, with the JGR news. I mean, dude, if we get Sheldon Creed and Ryan Truex on a team together, oh, Lord, like, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. That's going to be big fun right there. So uh, it, it'll uh, it'll all shake out. We're right here at the end of the line. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch these races coming up this weekend. Trucks, Xfinity and Cup make some bets on them uh, to get this last little nascar betting fix in before we drift into another off season full of what will probably be surprises and uh amazing things and and lots more to come with garage guys going into 2024 i cannot wait to kick things off next year but uh you can check out our bets for the cup series on action network make sure you go and download that app today the action app follow me and dale over there uh, you can see what kind of bets we have. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of stuff this off season as far as multiple sports goes. Um, and you can also uh, just kind of keep track of, uh, of how we're performing in, uh, in NASCAR and whatever else you tail our picks with. The Discord is free as well. Uh, links to that are all over the Internet. It's like a scavenger hunt that I've personally sent all of you that listen to this on. Just go find it. 
you can tag us on social media at Garage Guy Chase, at Dale Tanhart, at Garage Guys Racing. Uh, follow us on all of our pages across the social media web uh, to, to keep up with what we have going on on a weekly basis. Um, and uh, we appreciate everybody that does that. And I don't know. I don't know about y'all. I'm just, I'm ready to make some money this weekend. Ready to see Kevin Harvick make that one last go. Just a lot to be excited about going into Phoenix and, um, and going into 2024. So been a great show. Uh, Dale, do you have any, any last final announcements, anything like that? Love you, Kevin. Gonna miss you. That's it. Hope he wins. I don't even care about the betting. I just want Kevin Harvick to win. Time for Rodney Childers to talk to God. This has been the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. Goodbye.